Podcast that rewatches, reviews, and runs the whole prison from the inside for every movie, show, and one shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And you all could follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore rewind and rate us on your local podcasting app, which is really, honestly, the best thing you can do for any podcast. But today we are covering Daredevil Season 2, Episode 9, Seven Minutes in Heaven, original air date, March 18th, 2016. And here's the summary of what happens in that episode, in one minute or less, maybe. We start in a flashback to Wilson Fisk arriving in prison. Like any adult, he has a hard time making friends, but he makes do and uses his superpower to make some, and builds up a small network on the inside. He gets, he gets Frank Castle to go after Dutton, because that guy knows what happened to Castle's family. Dutton says it was a sting operation gone wrong, and the man behind the whole situation is known as the Blacksmith. After killing Dutton, we also find out that Daredevil isn't the only one who excels in hallway fights. After the fight, Fisk tells Punisher that he was supposed to die in that hallway, but since that didn't happen, he's free from prison to find the blacksmith. <laughs> Elektra has Matt's apartment cleaned up. When he wakes up, they split for good, because Matt doesn't like that she kills, and he also says that he needs to fight the hand alone. Following that breakup, Matt keeps the ball rolling and breaks up with Foggy. Moving on, Daredevil starts his war with the hand. He saves an accountant who leads him to a building where people are being drained of their blood. While trying to save them, Daredevil fights a ninja. Turns out that ninja is Nobu, the guy who caught on fire and died in the first season. So that's weird. Uh, anyway, Nobu gets away. Finally, Karen keeps up her own investigation, finds out that the missing body being covered up in the castle trial was an undercover cop. Alright, how did I do in that minute? Did you Did you time it or no? I think you were. I you know what I didn't. I like realized like when you were halfway done that I should have been paying attention. <laughs> I feel like it was a little bit long, but we'll see. I'm I'm sure it was 59 seconds exactly. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you ready for our fast facts? Yes. On your left. Uh huh. On my left. Got it. Nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are too fast. I would catch it. You didn't see that coming? What have you got? All right. I have uh, a single fast fact <laughs> this time, so I'm real light. It's about our old buddy, the blacksmith. You know, the the very popular comic book character. Yes, yes. Um, there's actually only one Marvel blacksmith, and he definitely is not part of this show, because he's a scroll. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I just scanning scanning his uh not even Wikipedia, his Marvel Wiki summary <laughs> was he's like he was a blacksmith, uh he, he was a superhero who was attacking some people and then three D man saw through his scroll disguise. Which I knew three D man existed, I didn't know what he could do, but apparently he could see through scroll dis disguises. Hmm. Okay. So he is it just that combination of blue and red vision that like makes him able to see past it? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm waiting for the 3D man to show up in the MCU so we could really talk, dig into his backstory. <laughs> I, you know, e eventually this has to happen, right? Like so far, all of the the villains and everything have have been kind of like not the weird kind of campy ones that you would assume, right? Like, like I assume 3D man is probably from that campy time where a lot of stuff. I have no idea. I don't. I, this is yeah. the first I've heard of him. So. <laughs> Like, I kind of want to see those types of characters show up in the MCU as, like, like a one-off episode of, you know, someone fighting them and then setting them in a prison or something. But that would just be well, fun. I mean, that's what I hoped Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. would be. It's just, like, these random-ass, um, like, fighting Stiltman or 3D Man or, I don't, I don't know, another lame one. <laughs> like, in DC, the Condiment King which is my pet favorite hero or villain. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, that that would have been cool. Um, at one point, what was what was that other show that that they almost did? Um, I can't Most remember wanted? the name now. What? Most Wanted? No, not uh, not that one. Um, they they mentioned it in Spider Man Homecoming. Oh um, oh oh um. Uh, damage it? control. Damage control. Yep, Department yeah. of Damage Control. Yeah, so they almost did that, and like I I don't know what it would have been about, but it kind of sounds like maybe it could have been like the fallout or the aftermath of stuff and. Then they could get into the stuff with the, you know, the, those types of characters. <laughs> the, the D-list villains. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, to be fair, we had Batrock the Leaper, whose guys whose power is, is leaping, and he was in the beginning of Captain America Winter Soldier. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and I guess it helps if they don't say the name. <laughs> yeah. Like the Leaper. Batrock, okay, that, that fits. But the Leaper? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Do you have any fast facts? Nope. Also, All right. Also, that was no. very that was very fast. Actually, we just <laughs> talked about three D man. We barely talked about the blacksmith, but it's okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. So let's move on to our discussion of the heroes. Maybe it's enough that the world thinks I'm a hero. I saw you. You're a hero, like a for real superhero. Which is, I'm not like a groupie stalker type. But... I choose to run toward my problems and not away from them. That's what. Because that's what heroes do. Hero, I, I keep forgetting where we are. Who who are the heroes in this this one? I mean, Matt, and I guess Frank. <laughs> Frank's waffling back to villain between this episode and the next episode. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. But. Let's 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 start with uh, with Matt. Okay. Uh, do you have anything? Um. Yeah, well, Matt breaking up with Elektra. Uh, he's like, he can tell that she has like, and he says she has an adrenaline spike. She enjoys killing people. She got excited when someone died. Mm-hmm. So he's just like throwing in the towel. Fair. She's a psychopath. But isn't that, did he think she was just going to change overnight? Like... She's like addicted to it. Wouldn't you want to like help her get rid of that addiction? Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it kind of feels like I, I, I don't know. Like, yes, I agree with you. I kind of wonder if uh, witnessing her, you know, slit someone's throat was kind of his own. Like, oh, I just I, I can't do this. This isn't for me. And like now he's just thinking of something to to get out of it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you you might might be my thought would be like. Remember when Jessica was like trying to train Kilgrave to stop being a murderer or stop being a psychopath? Yeah. Um, you'd think he'd want to do something like that for Electra because he actually cares about her. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. And instead, what he chose to do is say, "No, just leave. Get out of here." go kill people somewhere else yeah go kill people <laughs> where i can't see or can't hear about it yeah so yeah you're right he just kind of gave up on that yeah and then he like between this episode and last episode he pushed away the two people he knows who fight the hand so he can fight the hand by himself yeah so that's that's where i've got a problem um so so he says that he he needs to do it by himself um mm-hmm. Did, did he say why? Because I, I feel like I might have tuned out part of this whole conversation. Um, I like don't think he said why. Okay, good. Because like I was thinking about it and I was like, I either tuned it out or I didn't or he didn't say it. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, at this point in time, because you know, we've had this conversation of when this takes place with the movies, um, the Avengers are still around, right? Like, can, yep. can he call them? Can he say, hey, hey, send just one, one Avenger, like. Just, just one. Oh man, you sent Hawkeye. Come on, guys! Like <laughs> the the lowliest ranking Avenger. Just send War Machine over and and something. Like I'm sure he needs oh, yeah, some I stories. Mean, War Machine. <laughs> War Machine. I mean, like who's at the bottom of the totem pole right now is Wanda. Honestly, and Wanda is way powerful. Yeah, well, that's why I assume she would be higher, like low yeah. in totem pole. No, you know, she's. I mean, she's the newest one. That's true. Yeah, I, I guess. So, like, I was assuming she'd be higher because of the power. Um, but, uh, yeah, either way, just one. Just yeah. a single adventure. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
No, I mean, if if only he had uh, a team around him, possibly like an alcoholic private eye with super strength, or a bulletproof man, or an entitled brat with glowing fist, he would be able to handle the hand. No, yeah. he wants to do it all by himself. Exactly. <laughs> like, it'd be great if they could just defend this whole area themselves. Yeah. But no, no, it's it's just him um, attacking. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> He's not so much a defender. He, I mean... He's very reactive. He would be more of a revenger than a defender at this moment. <laughs> yeah, that that kind of fits his uh, his whole style. Just going with that yeah. name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Then yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't have anything else really about Matt in this episode anyway. Yeah, same here. Um, yeah, I've got one thing about his powers a little foggy. bit later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was kind of an ass. Um, but yeah, I mean, the episode was pretty separated amongst the different characters so yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so moving on to frank sounds good yeah uh i feel like frank's major problem is he can just be aimed by anyone who just tells him yeah that guy totally had had a um was involved with your family's murder then they're dead i i mean yeah <laughs> yeah uh i I mean, th- that makes sense, right? I mean, as a character, um, mm-hmm. you know, starting out as the Punisher right now, yeah, he, he, the only thing he cares about is finding out what happened, and he wants to go after those people. So if someone says that they can get him the information, he's gonna look into it. Um, but yeah, that makes him super susceptible to uh, um, just being pointed at someone as a weapon. Yeah, I feel like Fisk didn't give him any evidence that Dutton was involved, and Dutton happened to be involved with the the sting or the the shootout. But it could have just been like, yeah, Dutton was totally involved, and he has no idea what happened. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I do you think that would have worked? Like, like I... so. So he, he Castle goes in and, you know, mm-hmm. um, was going to kill them. Like, if the guy actually knew nothing, would he have killed him? No, initially. But once the guards open all the gates and people are attacking him and he killed everybody, yeah, Dutton's going down. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So I think it was a win-win for Fisk. All right. That makes sense. But yeah, I don't have a lot about Frank except for his action scene, but that's more in the, the powers and stuff. That's right, because action scenes are his power. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on to villains then? Yeah. Okay. I ask you to what end? Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived. By their true nature. What the hell does that mean? That I am the ill intent. Kneel before me. I said. We got Frisky Fisky. Woohoo. So I remembered that he was in this season. I did not mm-hmm. remember he was in it anywhere near this much. Yeah. Well, you're right. He he's like a huge part of this episode. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and being with him all of last season, I almost felt sorry for him when we see him admitted in the prison for the first time. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I did. It's just like, oh, poor guy. And then you think about what he did and that he's a terrible person. Then I don't feel <laughs> feel that bad. But yeah, I felt I felt for him when they were admitting him for the first time. Oh, okay. Like, all right, all right. You know, I mean, I thought, oh, good, but no. Oh, okay, all right. No, no. Nope. You're a little too uh, sympathetic there towards the villains. Is that is that what you're saying? Yep, that's it. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, I kind of joked about this a little bit in uh in the the summary, but you know, he used his superpower of um well money. And also <laughs> being able to talk to people to uh, really start yeah. building up that whole criminal enterprise on the inside. 
and he does it he does it nicely by buying the allies with legal help and then helping someone's mom yeah because he knows that he's not in a position to um uh threaten their family i guess on the outside mm-hmm. if he was in the position to do that he might have tried it i i don't really know but it's on the list yeah i'm he pretty much spends all his money, right, buying his criminal empire. Yeah, that's what his uh, his lawyer was saying at one point. He was like, "Hey, after this, if you do anything, you have to dip into the money that's set aside for Vanessa." Not Vanessa. No, no. I read. Well, my main Fiskiness, like my knowledge <laughs> of Fisk, is from the Ultimate Comics of um, Spider Man, Ultimate Spider Man. Uh huh. And I don't remember Vanessa being that big a deal to him. Maybe he's more in the mainstream comics. But he's like, that's his Achilles heel, as we'll find out little later on. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, she is his Bucky. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I honestly, I didn't even know um, she was a big part in any of the comics. Because the majority of my knowledge of the Kingpin is from the 90s Spider-Man cartoon. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> well, I didn't. I thought it was like, oh, something they brought into this um, this version of Fisk. All right, that's good. I knew he had a wife and stuff, but it wasn't such a big deal. And then he—that's the whole motivation of him in Spider-Man into the Spider Verse was getting his family back. Oh yeah, that's right. Forgot about that. So I guess it's a bigger part of his character in like the mainstream Marvel comics. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or at least in one of the universes. Yeah, that's true. Um, do you remember? I could actually go back to my notes. Um, how much I said he was lifting last episode? No. Did you say like seven hundred some odd pounds? Mm. Well, let me range? look at my look at my notes from yes last time because IMDb said that it was four hundred ninety five. Oh. So I am going to see. Oh, I was right. I had four hundred ninety five in my notes. Oh, okay, Aha. maybe seven something was the the record or something because I remember we looked it up. Yeah, we looked up the record. I was like, all right. I wish uh, I didn't have to do the math. I just would have looked next IMDb Easter egg section. <laughs> That's what you get for being lazy. Yep, and doing the work myself. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else for uh, Mr. Frisky Fisky? Uh, one last thing. So Kingpin, yeah. when he was talking to Castle, he he was telling him about Dutton, and uh, he has this quote here. He says, "Um, you know, he's not Irish cartel biker. He's something else entirely." So Tony, what what do you think that is? I I think he's obviously a scroll. He's oh, the blacksmith. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dutton's not the blacksmith. No, um, he is the blacksmith though. We didn't. That's the whole long con. It's a conspiracy. Remember that. Ah, okay. I was going to go with Canadian, but that works too. Uh, oh, those evil Canadians, you know. The underground maple syrup trade. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, they, they oh, have yeah, a um, bunch of tunnels going from uh, Quebec mm-hmm. to New York. I don't I don't remember what's on that side. Of, of I was just like, hey, where are you going, Al? <laughs> I'm just trying to remember geography. All right. Actually, I'm... I do have some more for Fisk. I oh. should have looked at my notes. Um, <laughs> Fisk lets um, Frank out. Yes. Um, yeah. And uh, Frank threatens Fisk, saying that next time they come up, it'll be like them one-on-one or something like that. Um, I wish we could have seen that. I would like to see Fisk fighting the Punisher. Yeah, that would be great. I mean, the Punisher's thing is, like, He'll use guns if he can. And mm-hmm. at that point, uh, Fisk doesn't make it out. But if, <laughs> if they were in a position where they didn't, um, I mean, Castle, we, we saw him kind of kick Daredevil's ass. And Daredevil yeah. beat Fisk. So, Well, we saw Fisk fighting, um, well, kind of fighting Frank. Frank was handcuffed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And had just gotten out of a hallway fight. Yeah, and I mean the the guards like went in and beat him after that fight too, right? Like they were dragging him yeah. across the across the floor to to get to the wherever they handcuffed him. So 
he was he was not in a position to fight anyone, even Daredevil, mm-hmm. even Iron yes. Fist. <laughs> oh, I mean, anyone could take Iron Fist. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right all right um, now i'm ready to move on oh, okay uh, just the, the last thing kind of adding to what you said um that really shows the amount of power that fisk has inside of that prison to just free someone for the hell of it it's true i mean he could it's like the um like when superman's arrested in man of steel he could just walk out he's just doing it because it would be easier in the long run not to oh yeah uh-huh yeah um, I'd like to see Kingpin and Bullseye versus um Frank. That would be a good fight. That one would be. I, yeah. I don't know if that would be too much though, because I mean my money would be on the two versus one. But Daredevil and Punisher. There you go. Versus Kingpin and Bullseye. Yeah. All right. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Although we never will. <sighs> you say that, and you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> moving on to electra yeah moving on to electra um i don't have much about her she was only in it for that one scene right or did i miss something else yes okay yeah um i have a few notes about that one scene oh, okay cool uh first she uses the same it looks like the same poison remedy antidote that stick used on her in the previous episode Including when Matt wakes up, she's drinking something. I think tea is part of the antidote. <laughs> so, so is this like a, like you cure the person, and then you need to calm yourself by drinking some tea in order to transfer mm-hmm. over some energy into that person? It, most likely. I mean, yeah. that's that makes as much sense as ninjas. So I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. Yeah. All right, so so that does answer that he was poisoned then, because I think we we weren't completely sure last time. Or at least That's I true. Wasn't. I, I don't remember. Yeah, I mean, thinking. yeah, they had the shot of his eyes, but then she would have just patched him up. And I don't think you know Daredevil being Daredevil, a an arrow to the chest or to the back was it the chest or the back? An arrow through you <laughs> through you, it wouldn't have knocked him down. <laughs> I guess that's true. All right. Um, yeah. It didn't completely knock him down. He he still put up a fight. He did, yeah. But then he he fell after he won the fight. Yes, that's true. I mean, I I would, but I'm also not a daredevil. Also, I wouldn't have won that fight. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> of all the fights I've had against ninjas, I've never won. Uh, well, they're, to they're be fair, I've also bastards. never lost. <laughs> yeah, we're always cheating, attacking you from behind. Um, uh, you gotta find them in a uh, a fun house, you know, with all those mirrors. Then you can That's see true. around. Then you get. It's true. I mean, their biggest thing is I can't hear their heartbeats. Unlike all the other people whose heartbeats I can obviously hear. Yeah, it's why you win all the other fights. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep punching until their heartbeat stops. <laughs> all right, things got a little little grim there. Anything else yeah. with Electra? Because because that's all I've got. Um, no, other than, um, she says she had her first kill at 12 and she really enjoyed it. I went in to look at her backstory for the comics. Um, she has a really effed up backstory. (laughs) Um, her first kill wasn't at 12, it was at 5 in the comics, and a lot of terrible, terrible things happened to her, which really makes me think of the 80s in comics, which was a very bad time to be a female character. Ah, okay, that, that would make sense. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) I think, well, maybe now isn't as bad. A lot of times was a bad time to be a female character in comics. Yeah, that's true. Um, given how a lot of things are, are thought of and made. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's bad but to be yeah, female. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, that just depressed me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's time to move on from Electra to, you know, happier things like the hand draining people oh god all right yeah you know i didn't even think about <laughs> listing them in the, in the villains because right. that shows up right at the end yeah oh. all right what have you got um uh they're draining people into a giant blood casket <laughs> that's not a good thing also 
we already got ninjas and obviously people coming back from the dead. Like we see Nobu here. Mm-hmm. Why aren't there just vampires? <laughs> I mean, in the comics, there are. I know. But yeah, maybe maybe there are. Maybe they'll show up one day in like a Disney Plus Halloween special episode or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're going to get Blade eventually. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Keep forgetting so. that. Yeah. And then if they ever try to integrate the uh, Spider-Man Sony-verse thing they're doing with Marvel Cinematic Universe, we've got Morbius, who's essentially who is the real Batman. <laughs> it's true um yeah i we'll, we'll see how that goes um i'm still really kind of hoping it's separate just because i really did not like that first venom movie and yeah. so far i can say that there has not been a bad mcu movie it's true yeah, yeah. i mean there's some definitely better than others but no, none of them are unwatchable exactly yeah. Since I've seen Venom in theaters, I have not gone back to watch it. <laughs> um. Yeah, but yeah, they're, that's just terrifying <laughs> what the hand are doing. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and like it must smell horrible, too. Um, <laughs> like yeah. every bit of Daredevil's senses right there must just be attacking him. Like what is going on? I didn't even think about that. He's got a super smell. Yeah, exactly. Um, And like hearing the heartbeats which are probably uh low i guess so like that's got to be creeping him out too um i'm assuming they're well, the fact heartbeats that, are low yeah the fact that they're in there and he's like i hear blood it's like oh god you know what the big tubes of blood sounds like uh, <laughs> oh yeah that's right <laughs> that's worse than any song i've gotten stuck in my head <laughs> Okay, that's worse than most songs I've gotten stuck in my head. But okay, could you just imagine that a week later? Like, what is that? It sounds so familiar. Oh, now I remember. Oh oh, oh God, blood draining. Okay, yeah. And then, then he's got another three hours of just hearing (laughs) that in the background. Yeah. All right. Well, that's depressing. This is so depressing. A very depressing episode. Yeah, yeah. This one uh, is really messed up. Um, let's go on to the guy in the chair. Guy in the chair. Don't do anything stupid until I get back. How can I? Taking all the stupid with you. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. All right. Uh, our supporting characters. Who do you want to start? With? Who? You... Oh, um, hmm? I was going to ask you the same thing. <laughs> so... Let's start with Karen. All right. Um. Finally, she reveals that she's been. She knows she's been lied to about Matt. Like, she's like she calls Foggy out. It's like she's sick of being lied to when they're when he's clearing out or he's packing up his stuff, which really gives me faith in her because if she kept acting like she had no idea something was up with Matt, I'd have no confidence in her as a character. Yeah, I, I mean, at, at a minimum, like if you take just the one thing Foggy said that he was an alcoholic, like mm-hmm. that would explain some things, but not a lot of the things. Um, like, for example, if he was an alcoholic, I feel like that would be noticeable, at least like the smell on his breath or something or the times she goes to his house. Maybe there would be liquor bottles around. Like, I feel like that it's easy enough to grab evidence of that. So it there's, it can't have been just that. True. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if that actually is true because there are plenty of people in the world who are alcoholics who just hide it. Well, that's true. Um, I guess I don't know any high functioning alcoholics or if I do, I don't know them. Yeah. What was that? <laughs> I was gonna say you might know them, you just don't know. <laughs> that's that's true, yeah. And and if they are, I mean, if they're able to hide it well, then cool. But I feel like if they were someone who wasn't able to hide it that well, like what Foggy is saying, Matt is doing, I, mm-hmm. I feel like like he's got to slip up eventually, right? Like, okay, you've got the bruises, you got the coming in late. Um, I, I feel like there there would be something else more to it. True. I guess that's fair. Yeah. 
Alright, um, moving on with Karen, I guess. Uh, Ellison uh, convinces her to continue the investigation about the conspiracy. And she ends up getting a job at the New York Bulletin. Which is good, because she just yeah. lost her other job. Yeah, that's true. No, she's still, I mean, I don't know if she lost the job. She just, it just went away. Yeah, um, uh, laid off, maybe? Is that the yeah. better description? I, I guess so. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad she's now joined the long lines of love interests of heroes being in, working in newspapers. Yeah, that is a long list. I didn't think about it yeah. <laughs> until you said that. And we got, we got, uh, Lois Lane. We've got, um, Vicky Vale, which is one of Batman's standby women. He has a lot of, he has a lot of women. Um, Mary Jane is now a newspaper person, at least in the modern comics. Um, and we've got her, um, Karen. I'm trying mm -hmm. to think if there are any more. Uh, there, there must be. I mean, it's it's so easy to just have made a character something in the news to like have a good reason for being around that stuff all the time. Like, so there, there, there must be a, a large list. Yeah, I mean. And you know what? Coming from where she started off of just being a victim of uh, the Kingpin or Kingpin's goons to a report falling into a reporter position, not bad. Yeah, things are looking up for Karen yeah. to a degree, assuming you ignore other things going <laughs> assuming on in her Assuming you life. ignore everything else happening in her life. Yeah. I agree. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Or anything that happened before, like the newspaper clipping she sees in this where we get our first like little bit of her backstory oh yeah that's right yeah uh the headline is mystery accident causes teen fatality <gasps> which if yurik figured out it was her, connected to her it's not that much of a mystery but anyway <laughs> um yeah this shows why she identifies so much with our criminals is because she feels the guilt at least that's what I think. She sees herself as a criminal. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. I, I didn't think about it from that perspective of like, how, why is she so sympathetic? But that works. Yeah, yeah. We get we get much deeper into it in season three, and I've been thinking about that a lot as she's been identifying with Grotto and Castle and stuff in this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then Ellison's a good guy, because he knows about it and doesn't care that she was probably culpable in the murder or the death of somebody. Such a good guy. Eh, eh, she's not in jail. That's good enough on in his book, I guess. Well, to be fair, at the end of this episode, uh, Frank's not in jail, and he's still against him. Well, I mean, obviously he served <laughs> his time to society. Exactly. What was it? Was he there for like three days? Yeah, something like that, I'm sure. Yep. All right, anything else for our um, our supporting cast? Uh, no. I know we didn't talk about Foggy, but he had, like, one scene, and I've oh, got yeah. nothing. I mean, him and You're Matt right. argue. Yeah, that's it. I had Foggy before that. Um, yep. That's it. They're, they're closing the office and their friendship for a few weeks. And Foggy takes a bunch of files for some reason. Don't know why. Um, I mean, if they have any clients and he's going to look for a new law office to join. Yeah, that's a good point. To take the clients with him. Yeah. Right. I mean, Matt seems a little too busy for it. <laughs> That's true. So uh, Foggy might as well, you know, raid the the um, treasure trove of clients that they've got there. Yeah, all um, people who pay him bananas and pies. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, you ready to move on? Yeah. All right. So it's time for our uh, mid-episode break here, and uh, we have to read an ad for our sponsor. Welcome to Baskin Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so start graving hazelnuts. Not bad. For your consideration, the Jerry. Uh, Tony, you regularly interact with children for work, so I assume mm -hmm. you're familiar with Club Penguin, is that correct? I am familiar with Club Penguin. One of the things I would never expect to talk about on this podcast. Okay. Um, have you ever played it? No. 
Okay, now that makes sense because it doesn't seem like your kind of game. But now, there's a new online game you can play uh, made in the same vein, but way, way better. Introducing Club Kingpin, a massively multiplayer game involving a virtual world that contains a range of online games and activities, with mini-games such as Bribe the Guard, Stitch Up the Snitch, Toilet Wine 2, The Fermentining. You'll be having nonstop fun for hours. Use promo code MCURewind today to get a shiv two weeks before everyone else. Remember, that's Club Kingpin, where it's all pretend. <laughs> what age range is Club, Club Kingpin aimed at? Um, uh, NC-17. <laughs> okay. <laughs> whatever whatever range that is. 17 plus? I think, yeah, that is. Okay. I think, then well, yes. so, so is R, R, isn't it? I, I never understood no. the difference. Like, I mean, no, I know I think kind about of the it. difference, but... Like the the and, number yeah. there, yeah. I, just, yeah. I can tell you this: I've never seen the NC seventeen movie in theaters. Like even just like an option. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. Like you never just walk into a theater and like, what are the options? And like, it always maxes out at R. Yep. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Moving on to powers, abilities, and superhero landings. All right. Their abilities. He's got increased metabolism and improved thermal homeostasis. Her thing is neuroelectric interfacing, telekinesis, mental manipulation. He's fast and she's weird. That thing does not obey the laws of physics at all. Okay, look, the city is flying. We're fighting an army of robots. And I have a bow and arrow. So, um, I want to talk about Daredevil at the end of the episode when he uh, recognizes Nobu and he's all confused. Okay. How does Daredevil recognize people? Because he didn't recognize him until Nobu took the mask off. That's, I didn't think about that. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh. they should have known exactly who it was with the mask still on. Because all the mask does is cover you from seeing him. It, it, exactly. Like, th the only thing I can think of that would definitely fit is the his power is like... His echolocation is like way better fidelity than I would have guessed. Like it, it has a lot better resolution. That's probably the better phrase. Um, but I, I guess I don't, I mean, he's not like Wolverine or a dog. He doesn't remember people based off of scent, I assume. Um, and does he smell the same? Because he's died and was presumably buried for a while, or at least rotted for a while true. before he came back to life. Plus, he's also hanging out in this room with people who are being drained of their blood, and I'm sure that smell just seeps into your skin. Yeah. Also, he was cooked, so that changes the smell. You smell something uncooked, and you smell it cooked. It's usually different. Okay, all right. So so we can probably rule out scent, even if that was one of the things that contributes to recognizing. That's probably mm -hmm. out. Um, I mean, as a human, he probably recognizes other humans' voices, like the differences, but Nobu didn't talk did he maybe he said something i don't not so you're thinking about like the last little part where i had this in the our um our other random stuff to bring up <laughs> but when matt goes wait you're dead yeah exactly yeah that's when he recognizes that it's nobu but that was right when nobu takes the mask off well <laughs> so... i mean it's quite possible that he recognized Nobu in the middle of their fight, but there's no time to say anything in the middle of the fight. <laughs> That's true. He just had it queued up and ready, like waiting for, for a break. Yeah. I mean, with his his blade on the chain thing, he might have recognized that because he's the only guy he's ever fought with a blade on a chain. Okay. So he probably had like a general idea. And then yeah. when he echolocated what his face looks like, he was like, oh, this looks like Nobu. All right. It must be him. Yep. Looks like a Nobu who's also burnt to burnt to hell. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll take it. He, he used multiple uh, things. All right. Yeah. I also do really enjoy the, the wait. You're dead. Obviously not, Matt. Calm down. <laughs> Another thing with uh, it, it has to do with Matt, but it's also like the filmmaking of this uh -huh. is when uh, Matt uses his Batman powers to intimidate the accountant about his son and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Um, we see a shot of the accountant on the ground, and then Daredevil like over him. But we see his ear in the foreground, and the camera focuses on the ear, which tells us the audience that he's using his um his 
like not lying powers his his lie detector powers to tell that he's telling the truth yeah so he's he's like listening to how his voice sounds yeah okay or his heartbeat and stuff like that i mean it's just a good cinematic language that we don't have to be like well i can definitely tell you're telling the truth because your heartbeat is the same he should be panicking because your voice didn't quiver (laughs) that is nice yeah i i I didn't even notice that at all but yeah I'm, i'm sure like as i was watching it it's something that definitely conveyed to me like oh yeah he has his powers Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's all it's it's good because there's no reason why it, without his powers I would ever believe the accountant. It's like I was definitely coerced to do it. I swear I'm innocent-ish. <laughs> I mean, if he could prove that they had his son, um, but uh, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, especially because Daredevil like goes up to him immediately and he says, "Hey, you're a, a greedy accountant and all that stuff." Mm-hmm. So I assume that means. He has some kind of knowledge more about how uh, how things are well, going with him. Or, or this is the same accountant that they followed. Uh, he and Electra followed into the building. That's right. They got his key card, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, this is the first, not the first time he's, they've seen him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess while we're talking about Matt, we'll talk about Superhero Land number 65. Ooh. Um, when we first, like, we, we see... A ninja who we finds out to be Nobu's reveal, and then we cut away, and then we cut back to him. He does a superhero landing to do a flip to avoid Nobu's first attack. So, yep, superhero landing, yay! Woohoo! Yep. Um, do we want to talk about Frank? Yes. Oh yeah, that's right. His powers, his uh, action scene powers. Yeah. <laughs> his, <laughs> you know, I always joke that you know Punisher's superpowers is is guns. But now we know it's just fighting. <laughs> With or without guns. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, we, we kind of talked about it a few weeks ago. Like, he's just a tough person. Like, he can just yeah, just take it. Yeah. He takes out ten guys. And not just ten regular guys. Not like he, he went to a random restaurant and just killed ten people. No, he, he killed ten, like, hardened criminals. <laughs> yeah, and they definitely looked hardened. What? <laughs> Right, like they were all pretty big guys. Yeah, <laughs> he definitely killed ten stuntmen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, when he's when they actually actually do fight him, and he's like the SWAT team or the riot team comes in and subdues him. We see him carried out, and he has a definite um the blood on his chest definitely looks like the skull from you know the iconic Punisher skull. Which I part of me appreciated, and part of me thought, oh, that's a little bit on the nose. Yeah, like, there, there's a point, like, there's no way that that really landed that way. Mm-hmm. Unless he's, like, you think he's wearing, like, a stencil underneath his shirt? Always. And so that when he gets blood, not if, but when, it just kind of falls into that, that image. Yep. 100% canon. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. <laughs> um... Have we, at this point, seen Frank with his shirt off? I don't think so. Then then that's probably what's happening. Okay. We have no way to disprove it. <laughs> that's true. Uh, it's possible it was a... What is it? It's not like a tattoo, but you get like those implants or like there's something there. So it's like, instead of having to wear a stencil, it's like just embedded into him. Yeah. <laughs> probably. He's like... um. Uh, the superhero uh, Bloodshot. Vin Diesel just made a movie about it. Mm-hmm. Um, in the comics, he's got a big red circle on his chest. In I guess in the movie, he's like always glowing red from the chest to, uh, for reasons. I don't know. I didn't watch the movie. I saw the trailer. That That's what it is with him. Like maybe, maybe Frank has like a skull cut out, not even a stencil, but like a scar in the shape of a skull. And that's where blood pools when he's fighting. <laughs> okay. I, I would take it. That works. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, you ready to move on to yeah. any other random crap we have? Yep. Sounds good to me. Stark Tower is your baby. Give yourself 12% credit. <laughs> <laughs> 
12%. An argument can be made for 15. 12%? Well, I my baby? did do all the heavy lifting. Literally, oh. I lifted the heavy things. You know, I'm 12 minutes older than you. Go. What percentage? I don't know. 12%. 12%? <laughs> that is not a plan. It's barely a concept. You're taking their side? I am Groot. So what is better than 11%? What the hell does that have to do with anything? I have a little bit about the conspiracy. The conspiracy that actually is turning out to be true. Um, Karen and Ellison go to the medical examiner and find out that uh, the John Doe, who I had completely forgotten there was a John Doe, or yeah, a missing same. body, <laughs> was actually an undercover cop. And that um, Frank finds out that Dutton uh, knew that it was a government sting that someone from the Middle East was bringing heroin up. So, yeah, the conspiracy is true. Shocker. No. I know. <sighs> this is what I hate about... Uh, um... <laughs> about like media things right you know like uh tv shows movies that one conspiracy always happens to be true in real life mm -hmm. no it's it's usually not that but yeah. well, usually sometimes but you don't know it's all covered up al <laughs> you're right you're right fine fine humans <laughs> have never been to the moon you're right uh that's one conspiracy that i hate more than all the other conspiracies <laughs> uh yeah yeah i i gotta say the flat earth one is a it's a step up but yeah i i, I don't I, know <laughs> in in terms of things that i just dislike uh have you seen the documentary on netflix about the flat earthers people no i think uh, you've told me about it okay but i got I, really mad at um room 237 which was the um fake the moon landing documentary Oh, I didn't know about this. Okay, it's actually a it's actually a documentary about the movie The Shining, but that <laughs> people believe that Stanley Kubrick directed the stuff that was on the moon. You know, the faked, um, the quote unquote faked uh, moon landing stuff. Uh -huh. So, Room Two Thirty Seven is about the hints that he put in The Shining about his guilt that he did the moon landing stuff. Everything that I know about conspiracy theorists uh -huh. fits exactly what you just described. <laughs> right? <laughs> Looking for very, very small hints in this completely other thing. And yeah, okay, yeah. Well, it right. makes sense, Al, because 2001 A Space Odyssey was so realistic that only he could have done that. And um, Danny Torrance, the little kid, wears a Apollo 11 sweater in um in the shining so it all fits it all makes sense completely. oh okay i, I haven't seen either of those movies so i i wouldn't know you haven't seen the shining no i haven't <laughs> i mean uh 2001 space Odyssey is way um what's the word it's it's not as good as everyone says it is overrated but i love the shining yeah, that is actually one on my list. Like, I, I am going to watch that someday. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's it's also one of those movies I've, like, heard so much about it that I'm just kind of going to be looking for stuff as I watch it. Mm, but, it's true. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, anything else in your 12% of a plan or your miscellaneous? No. Okay. No, we, we talked about the wonderful lines. <laughs> Wait, you're dead. There is no such thing. Oh, come on, no. There's definitely such thing as dead. Just, uh, you were it. <laughs> all right. Um, I'm going to bring something up about, uh, you know, Daredevil. You know, we always love comparing him to Batman. And mm -hmm. both of them, especially in this episode, because the reason why he breaks up with Elektra is because he's not going to kill someone. However, he is, or he does have zero problems with putting someone in the hospital um effectively screwing over their whole life to to a degree yeah. like at what point is it basically the same anyway so at some point when he's when uh you know daredevil's inside that building at the end he's talking to that guy who's like oh there's a bunch of guards outside he says not conscious ones so i looked this up a while ago um <laughs> and after five minutes of being knocked unconscious you have a very very high chance of brain damage like permanent brain damage 
Yeah. So if he knocked them out and they were unconscious long enough for him to go into that building and fight. Um, and I assume, you know, at the end of this episode, he like just leaves. Right. So that maybe they're still unconscious or maybe they left. I don't know. Either way, that has to have been more than five minutes. And this is like a, a daily occurrence for him. So. Yeah. Well, I'm, I have a theory that Batman, with his billions and billions of dollars, just has warehouses full of thugs hooked up to machines that who are brain dead, but are still technically alive. So Batman can say he doesn't kill people. All right, so let's continue the uh, weird, <laughs> creepy stuff of this episode, I guess. Um, <laughs> True. Any, any, anything else you want to bring out? I mean, <laughs> I'm sure no other episode in this season of Daredevil is going to be this bad. So I guess if you want to bring it out now. Um, nope, I'll just hold it to another episode. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. I'm sure next week will be like really light. Not, not anything yeah, this bad. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Alrighty, we rating the episode? Yeah. <laughs> I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost your best defender. So we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh, what? So where are we rating out of, Al? Uh, oh, that's right. I, I was the one running it. I For some reason, I was assuming that you were going to do it. Um, all right, Tony, how many um, shivs are we rating this? Um, I would actually, this is my favorite episode of season two so far. I would give this one a five out of five shivs. All right. Uh, same here with it being my favorite oh. in terms of like the stuff that happens and all that. Um, I am going to give it slightly less. I'm going to go with 4.5. Um but yeah, like even though I felt like again I didn't have much to say, uh, mm-hmm. it's just it, it was a really good episode. So yeah, is it because I was more interested in the blood than you were? <laughs> Maybe that that might have been a little bit of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I'm usually not this morbid, but something about blood people brings it out on me. All right. Um, join us next time as we cover Daredevil Season 2, Episode 10, The Man in the Box, which we see many men in cages, so maybe it's one of them. Um, and remember to follow us on Twitter and give us that rating. As always, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind for Daredevil Season 2, Episode 9, Seven Minutes in Heaven, signing off. Have a marvelous day. Yeah, baby.